Well, hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and joining me as always are Ken and Jamie. And as always, Jamie's kind of vibing to the music. <laughs> That's like out of the corner of my eye. I always just kind of see. Right. Ken, Ken's like stoic, just getting his notes. Yeah, like he's looking at notes. Everything right. Uh, Jamie's over there, kind of just you know, kind of just vibing away just and bouncing. Kind of bouncing away. Yeah. And, what know. is the what is the like go to dance now? You know, it's I not don't like even know. My kids, you got kids. I know yeah. I've got kids. I should know, right? Well, well the, the thing I remember this was like a year or more ago was the Fortnite. Dances. Oh yeah, like you know the flossing I mean? or yeah, whatever. Like Jonah, yeah, my Jonah had all of those Fortnite dances right. down, and it was really cute. But I don't yeah. know what's like currently right yeah, now. Yeah, we need to get on TikTok more. I think. <laughs> Are we on <laughs> cool? How do we? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I yes, know. please, please put it in the comments. Let us yeah. know. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck in the '80s all the time. You love and, your and, '80s. You know what? No, it's yeah, awesome. The is, uh, and, and yeah. the Running Man Michael and all that. At the time of this recording, uh, they did a free. They're doing a free week of Sirius Radio. Ooh. Oh, and so okay. I love like the the '80s channel. Oh so yeah, I got that going. You like, love your '80s. I love '80s music too. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a good time. Well, hey, listener, listeners, plural. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe hopefully, what? there's more than one person. Hey, hello, listener. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening. And by the way, as always, I want you to like, comment, share, and rate this podcast for us. That's always yeah. a good thing to do. And, you know, we're talking about one big thought because literally that's what we do. We try to hit one big thought per episode. We do. I think Ken's got it this morning. So yep. what is today's one big thought? That's right. It's asking great questions. And um, this is specific to your staff. This could be used in a one-on-one scenario. It also could be used. I highly, I highly suggest that you use it in an HR setting and a hiring ah. kind of setting would be great. But these okay. are great questions. We actually have eight questions, but we're going to make this a two-parter Ooh, for you. Two-parter. I like two-parters. Yeah. It reels in the listeners <laughs> for the next one. It keeps them on a hook, it, right? It means this must be important. Right. It must be important. And, and again, uh, with these questions, it, it really is like, here, here are four, here, we're going to hit four questions th- today that are going to help you kind of go a layer deeper with either a hiring process or in your one-on-ones with your staff. That way you don't stay at the surface level, but you can really get to understand and know who's going to be a part of your organization or Mm. who already is a part of your organization Mm -hmm. and what's valuable to them. Yeah, and I guess part of it too is probably what are the wrong questions to ask as well. Mm. (laughs) Because if you ask the wrong questions, you're going to get the wrong answers. Yeah, that's true. And one of them can't just be why. Yeah. Like the first thing that came to mind when you said ask, Good questions. I thought of how many times people just like, why? Like, why'd you do that? Or why are you the way that you are? Or, you know, <laughs> why Why aren't people go doing this? And yeah, you know, so the, those why questions are a little dangerous there. So, so we're going to yeah. have fun this morning. All right, good. So we're going to have fun Ooh, with like this podcast. Fun. And we're, I'm going to be asking you the questions. You have not seen these questions. I have not. <laughs> Not <laughs> not, you haven't seen these questions. Right. So nope. um, this will, we'll think of this as a, a hiring or a one-on-one situation. Oh, I'm nervous. And, uh, and, and I'll just, I'll just kind of, <laughs> I'll give you the category right. of what we're okay. looking at. And then I'll ask the question. And these are, uh, these are obviously, uh, we'll, we'll put these in the show notes for you as well. Um, but I've tailored these questions in one setting to be in, in a group scenario. I think hiring from a group standpoint is very beneficial. So if you can, if you're not the only person asking these questions, Mm -hmm. you're getting other perspectives from other people on staff. So let's say if I was hiring um, an administrative assistant or somebody for my team, 
I would ask Jamie to also interview them yep. or for us to group interview yep. the individual so we could get different perspectives and, and understand them on a different level. I would also ask Andy as our senior pastor to, to interview them or be a part of that group scenario so that, again, we could get his perspective on that hire. Yep. It's not just in a vacuum. 100%. Right? Yep. So. These questions, as I'm going to ask them, though, are in a one-on-one. They're tailored for a one-on-one setting. Okay. So what you'll see in the show notes, as as all they'll be um, separated in two categories. One category is group group setting, and then the other category is one-on-one setting. So mm. we're going to kick it off. We're going to start right now with dealing with difficult people. Uh-oh. <laughs> How do you handle conflict management? So here's the specific questions right. around that. All right? Andy, we'll start with you. All right. Have you gotten frustrated with anyone since you started the hiring process, and how did that play out? Oh, goodness. So have you gotten frustrated with anyone during the hiring process? The hiring Meaning process. with that specific person you're in the yeah, process in, with? Any, yeah, anybody. So again, okay. you've, you've gone through, maybe this is the third time we've brought you in. Mm-hmm. Kind of even jog your memory a little bit back to when you were in the hiring process at Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Right? This oh. is 15, 16 years ago. Right. But uh, were you, were, did you get frustrated with anyone in that process? And how did that play out for you? Yeah, I would say if I go back, then I'm sure that I got, fr- and this is probably where my, my frustration is in any hiring process. So I'll try to keep it general because we are somewhat <laughs> in process of hiring people currently. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right. So yeah, I'm going to keep right. this general. Uh, I would say that in general, my biggest frustration is when people ask just bad questions. Hmm. So like, hmm. for example, if you're like in an interview setting with a potential candidate and they come in and it's a group of people, whether it's our executive team or another staff or our elders or a subcommittee, because we kind of have a process of hiring depending mm-hmm. on the level of hire. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the questions that get asked frustrate me, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and so instead of getting into the real meat and bones, it's like just bad questions or just, or to the other extreme, like questions that are just so bi- so bizarre Hmm. Or obscure, and you're just like you're almost embarrassed by the kind of questions being asked. To <laughs> so, so, how does that so. play out for you when you're asking the question, or the questions being asked to you, and you feel like you know it's a bad question that's been asked, or you know that that's been yeah. asked to you, or vice versa? How does that play out for you? So, for me, part of it is I have to just take a breath and realize that everybody has to go through their own process in hiring. Mm. So, for that individual that asked that question, there's a reason they asked the question. Mm-hmm. So, in order for them to not only feel part of the interview process, but also to feel good about the potential candidate, at some point you got to kind of let let it just go mm-hmm. and just let it let it fly and let it go. Uh, I I do my homework before interviews, so I'll have everything listed out. I'll have things highlighted and marked down, and I'll I'll have a bunch of questions listed out. So what I'll do, how it plays out, is if there's a bad question asked, and I can tell it's kind of taking us into a different area, I'll just kind of quickly bring it back with a better question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of where where it is with there. But you know, as frustrating as it is, some people just. So I, what I've noticed too, I got lots of frustration. I'll do another one. <laughs> Sorry. Is and this is a good one to avoid is pe- people have soapboxes. Mm-hmm. So certain people mm-hmm. in interview processes, you can tell they have an agenda. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for a certain answer because of a past hire mm-hmm. or a past experience. Right. 
that could be good or could also take you off track if that was a very unique case. So like I remember, I can't share it, but I remember one question that was consistently being asked and I finally had to pull the person aside and say, you need to stop asking that question because nobody else cares about it but you. Mm -hmm. You're the only one that cares about this because of something that happened 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's not even relevant anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's how I handled that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, again, with all these questions, it's going a little bit layer deeper. Right. So yep. it's not the surface level. You're saying, all right, what 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 brought you to that frustration level? How did you handle that conflict? How are you dealing with that? Right. And so Andy, Andy's response there is great, you know, trying to trying to get to the understanding of why they asked that question, mm-hmm. why those questions are, are are even relevant or not relevant, and um, and how they're letting it go or holding on to it. So those are some key ways again to deal with difficult people, conflict management. It's a good way to to find out how people are wired and how they work. All right, Jamie. Second question is about resilience. Oh. Resilience. Okay. 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 So since you've been working here, since you started, Mm -hmm. have you hit any walls or obstacles that maybe you had a task that you were assigned, but it had a steep learning curve that you didn't feel like we equipped you to Mm. accomplish? Hmm. (laughs) I don't know why you look at me every time. makes me feel... Uncomfortable. I do. I look at you like every time, and I'm not. And I'm actually not thinking about you. Yeah, I've hit, I've hit obstacles, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that it was obstacles where I feel unequipped or there was too high or steep of a learning curve. Um, a frustration that I've experienced is where you hit hit a ceiling of, mm-hmm. you know, where you're consistently getting a no or some, and maybe you don't understand the why of the no. There probably is a legitimate and valuable why, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not being explained well enough. And mm-hmm. to you, this is something that's important. And so you can't understand why you're hitting that, that ceiling or you're getting that consistent no. So I would say it's more of that type of a frustration rather than, you know, too high of a learning curve or I wasn't equipped. I wasn't trained well. Um, so yeah. So I'll go in again a layer deeper. Okay. All right. So kind of a a, a, a sub question to that is, give me an example of where you've had to adjust your pace or expectations because of maybe mm. there's too much on your plate or um, it it is it, it may not be an obstacle mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but you've had to adjust your pace because of the expectations that are put on you. Hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be answering this exactly the way that you're. <laughs> what you're hey, looking it's just for, a question. You can answer it however you want. Yeah, you could be fired for this, <laughs> but uh, but other than that, answer it however you want. <laughs> Man, how did I get myself into this conversation right now? Um, well, what comes to mind for me again is because you're talking about adjusting pace. There's often in my role, which is more administrative, it's more behind the scenes, um, it's more support, and so I have had many experiences over the years of actually working in multiple departments at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there there is a whole lot being put on my plate. So adjusting my pace could look like either just trying to to run to keep up or it's communicating to the people I'm working for. Well, when do you need that by? Not mm-hmm. just, hey, I need this and I need, you know, and you're hearing that from four different people and there it's all to each of them. It's their highest priority. So it's a high priority to me, but I can't, it can't be four different high priorities be my number one priority. Mm -hmm. So kind of communicating with each person and asking when they need it by, or if they can wait a little bit longer to get that, you know, task accomplished um, is my version of adjusting my pace. Yeah. Okay. Does that great? Yeah. Again, when you're answering these questions, you've got to figure out 
who it is that you're talking to, what role that they have in your organization, what is the what is the answer that you're looking for? So you've got to as the as the supervisor, as the interviewer, whatever that is, you've got to say, all right, what is the answer that I'm looking for in this role? Mm-hmm. So in this in this scenario, I'm not hiring, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not having a one on one, but if I'm talking with someone that is a ministry coordinator or a ministry director, or if I'm talking to someone that is a youth pastor, or if I'm talking to someone that is an admin assistant, those. Those, these questions will be the same, but the answers that I'm looking for are going to be di- different mm-hmm. because of the level of expectation, the level of leadership, the level of um, responsibility mm-hmm. that each of those roles carry. So again, in this scenario, there's not a right or a wrong answer because I don't have anything specific. We're just walking through so our listeners can have some great, uh, some great context. So very good. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> Hester. <laughs> All right, Andy, now you're up next. All right, yep. we're talking about initiative and drive. All right. Initiative and drive. Have you discovered a process or flow issue that needs to be fixed in ministry? It could be current ministry or in past ministry, whatever your uh, example is. What What did you do to fix that process or flow issue? Uh, yes, I'll give you a real-time example, actually. Uh, so we have recently shifted over to teams uh, mm-hmm. for our church staff Microsoft teams. so everybody's on teams now mm-hmm. and so part of that process is getting away from having text emails teams messages teams conversations blah 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 in order to group it all in one spot and so in order to have a better process and flow into one project or one one um, program basically mm-hmm. or app yep. as opposed to you know for I'll use Jamie and I as an example mm-hmm. so you know, we text, we have email, there's phone calls, there's Teams messaging, Face, you know, messaging, <laughs> whatever it's called on Teams, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but, right. you know, then there's grouping, then there's there's all sorts of channels within that. And so how do we have a better process? And so, uh, so what one thing is, is I'm having Jamie as well as the executive team uh, and the campus pastors all do is now start to use Teams with projects and planning and tasks. And so now instead of having, you know, four different emails to track down, it's all on one channel in Teams where everybody's putting all their stuff. And Mm -hmm. so the next adaptation to that that we're working on now is now how do we take our 90-day rocks and put those into the channels? So now again, now now we don't have an email here, a Mm -hmm. Teams message here, or chat conversation here. It's literally I can click the campus pastor or executive team member's name and it opens up into the, all of the projects that they're working on at one mm-hmm. time. Cool. So when we meet, in fact, Jamie and I had our one-on-one meeting today, and it was mm-hmm. very easy. We opened up that page, and it's yep. all there. We were able to add, take away. I've got a one-on-one right after this with our Millbrook campus pastor, and mm-hmm. that's our, our meeting is going to be, let's open it up, and let's look at all your different buckets and tasks you're doing, and it's all right there, all in one spot, as opposed to finding emails or getting a really long email from somebody. Yeah. So that's kind of a real-time deal that we're working on now to make a better workflow that's great yeah. that's great that's good Ta- again you're taking initiative in that you're dr- you it shows your drive it shows your follow-through it shows all those things because so again wherever you're looking at whatever the role that you're you know having this conversation with that's how you dive in and you figure out all right is that is that makes sense mm-hmm. right are yep. we moving forward in that yep. or not very good um and then f- this is our fourth question, our last one for today. Okay. Uh, we're going to do part two. Don't forget, part two right. is next week, and we'll be looking forward to that. Um, leadership recruiting is what we're going to okay. focus in on here. Okay. All right. 
So talk to me about a time that you've led a volunteer or fellow staff member since you've come on board and how have you led them? Hmm. Okay. I need to think for a second. I don't, I'm thinking. <laughs> led a volunteer or staff member. Um, I mean, I guess what comes to mind for me right out of the gate is just that I've had a, several of my, so I lead our administrative department mm-hmm. and I've had recent, in recent months, two or three different um, from my team kind of transition into greater areas of responsibility. Okay. Yep. And so it's just kind of been neat being a, being able to identify that mm-hmm. they, this was somebody who I felt could take on more responsibility, could, could manage that, had the capacity, had the um, potential and then walk through the conversation with them of what that's going to look like, what I'm asking them to do. Is this something that interests them kind of taking it full circle to moving them into the, the new role or the new position training them in it and then managing them in it. Cool. Wonderful. Well, that's leadership recruiting. That's leadership assessment. That's all those things. Uh, again, what you'll see in the show notes, you'll see multiple questions. I've only used just a couple to get you started in a one-on-one setting for whether, again, it's hiring in an HR perspective, whether it's evaluating your current staff in a one-on-one meeting. But these are asking great questions to kind of go a layer deeper into understanding what makes them a valuable asset to your organization. So that's part one. We're looking forward to part two next week. Make sure you come back and listen to that.